Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you today to Elevating the Word. This is a Bible study intended to increase your faith, increase your knowledge of God so you can walk closer to the Lord and have a relationship with God like you've never had before. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bible study today on Elevating the Word. We're talking about heaven. We're going to talk about heaven. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about hell. There's two sides of eternity that the Bible speaks about. There's a real heaven and there is a real hell. Now, not much is said about hell, but it does exist. And Jesus made it so clear and so plain that the cruelty of hell, uh, that a man that uh, can't get right with God, he said, you're better go through this life blind or cripple or something like that than to miss uh, heaven and wind up in hell. Now, we don't like to talk about things like that, but it is very real and it is very true. So what we're going to talk about today is heaven. Uh, we are eternal people. God made us eternal people. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23, uh, he said, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y, which means completely. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God made us in three parts. We're made spirit, we're made soul, and we have a body. Two parts of us is eternal the soul and the spirit. One part of us is natural, our flesh, and that's our body. That's what our biological parents gave us. But God put the eternal part inside of us. We're going to live forever somewhere in eternity. And so when death takes place, the soul and the spirit, that is the eternal part of us, leaves at that point and if you're saved by grace through the blood of Jesus Christ, it goes immediately into the presence of God. Now, that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 8, where Paul said, willing rather to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. So what he's saying there, instantly, there's no delay there, when a person's soul and spirit leaves this body, they go into the presence of God. Had this question asked a few years back of a fellow that said, well, the presence of God is on this earth as well. So what is there to keep the soul of mankind from just roaming on this earth? And I said, well, go to Matthew chapter six and verse number nine. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray, he said this, our father, which art in heaven, he named the place where God Almighty lives. Mm -hmm. And so the scripture does point that out. And let me just kind of take a detour here and explain that. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 2, Paul makes a very bold and a very informative statement here when he said, I knew a man, he's talking about himself. I knew a man about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or out of the body I cannot tell, but he said, I was caught up to the third heaven, the third heaven. 
There are three heavens that are explained to us in the Word of God through the Scripture. Let me just quickly point them out to you because all three of them are identified for us in the book of Genesis chapter number 1. In Genesis 1 and the very first verse, Genesis 1 and 1, he said this, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Then in verse number 6 through 8, which is, by the way, the second day of creation, here's what is described to us. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. That means the middle of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the firmament. He divided the waters that were under the firmament from the waters that were above the firmament. And it was so, and look at verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. So God made a heaven, the second heaven, on day number two. Now, in verse 16 of that same chapter, it said God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and he made stars also. Now that's verse 16, save a little time, go down to verse 19. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Day one, God said, let there be light. This earth was literally covered with water from the face of this earth all the way up to the galaxies that exist now. And God said on day two, I want to build a heaven in the middle of those waters. And the Bible said he built it, which is the canopy of the earth. And he separated the waters that were under the canopy. We might call it sky. God called it heaven, a part of the heavens. And he said he separated the waters under that heaven and above. And then verse 8, God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. What's ironic about this God never made a sun and moon to day number four, but day number one, God said, let there be light. And we're not going to get in on that because that has some depth to it and some good stuff there to learn about the creation that God put together for us. So we've got three heavens there. Let me explain it like this. If you walked outside and just lifted your head and looked, you'd see the sky. You see the clouds. You see, uh, you see the atmosphere above your head. There's the first heaven. And by the means of a telescope, you can look beyond the first heaven that a natural eye cannot see all the details of the second heaven. And But the second heaven is the stars and the planets and all of that. But above all that is the third heaven where God lives. And that's what Paul was talking about. I was caught up to the third heaven. And in that chapter, he describes things that he could not even write about. He said, I could not write about all the things that I saw there in the third heaven. So when a person, we're talking about a child of God, when a child of God takes their last breath on this earth, the inner man, the soul, the spirit, the two parts that is eternal, leave at that point, and they go into the presence of God. That's what he said. 
To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Now, I know that, you know, there's a lot of uh, teaching out there and a lot of stuff. I heard something the other day about soul sleep. Every bit of it sleeps. Well, the Bible don't bear that out at all. Moses and Elijah in Matthew 17 appeared on Mount a Transfiguration. And uh, well, let me just read that. He said in 17, Matthew 17, 1, 2, and 3. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. His face did shine as the sun. His raiment was white as light. And look at verse 3. And there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with them. Now, if they were in their soul's sleep, they could have never appeared at that time because at that time, Moses had already died and been dead for 1,700 years, 1,700 years. But then he appears on Mount Transfiguration. Jesus gave us a promise in his word. Your eternal reward for serving God is not heaven. I've heard that all my life. People said, well, you serve God, we're going to gain heaven. Yeah, you're going to go to heaven where God lives. But what Jesus promised us was not heaven, but everlasting life. In John chapter 3, verse 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the reason when a child of God dies, they don't go into judgment, they go into the presence of God because it's Jesus fulfilling his promise to us for loving him, accepting him. He fulfills his promise to us is of everlasting life. So the soul, the spirit leaves at death and it goes into the very presence of God. And there it stays waiting for the trumpet to sound. And I'm thankful. I am so thankful for that, that we have that promise of everlasting life. Amen. And so the opposite of that, because we want to make sure that we cover both heaven and hell in this is um, we are all eternal. Yes. Regardless, like you've been talking about. So, uh, but if we receive Jesus, we have eternal life. But if we choose not, we have eternal death. Yes. So why don't you speak on that just for a moment? All right. The story of that that is so illustrated for us is in the book of St. Luke uh, that said, the rich man died mm. and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Lazarus died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom indicating at death of the rich man, he died and went in eternity, but his soul went in the keeping place of hell. Mm. Hell is the keeping place for the soul of the unsaved. Now, let me take a quick detour here, Rob, and explain something that is uh, very much uh, written out for us in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, and verse number uh, 13 and 14. He gives an instruction here, and he said, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell. Now watch this. Death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them. Mm. And then he said in verse 14, Death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. 
which is, he called it the second death. So the lake of fire and hell is two different places. Mm -hmm. Hell is the holding place for the soul of mankind that's lost without God. Mm -hmm. But there will be a resurrection because death holds the body. Hell holds the soul. Now watch this. Verse 13 said, the sea gave up the dead that were, which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them. Hell holds the soul, death holds the body. There will be a resurrection of the damned without God. Let me just kindly... where it, Because we are three parts and most people who know you know you, you preach that. So where is the spirit at that point? Is it with the soul? Yes. Okay. Just to just make a clear yes. clarification. There. Okay, uh, what I want to deal with today is the soul and the body, because that's what people are more acquainted with. Yes, and uh, to keep people from getting so confused. But in John chapter number five, and verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine, Jesus is saying these words. He said, "Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves, all a l l, saved and unsaved." All that are in the grave shall hear his voice. And watch this. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Here is a truth that many people do not know is in the word of God. There's coming a time at the end of this thing that the bodies of the dead that are unsaved will raise from the dead as well. He said there'll be a resurrection. Yeah. A resurrection. Everybody that's in the grave is going to hear his voice. And he said there'll be a resurrection of the dead. And then Revelation said death and hell mm. gave up the dead that when death holds the body, grave holds the soul. So there'll be a resurrection of those that are unsaved where their old body will be resurrected and their soul from hell, their old body from the grave, and they'll stand in judgment before God. That's all recorded in Revelation 20, beginning in verse number 11, called the white throne judgment. Mm -hmm. And when they're judged, they're cast into the lake of fire. Yeah. And he calls this the second death. Why does he call that the second death? Because the first death is where they died on this earth. The second death is when that body has been resurrected mm. and the soul and the body comes back together and they stand before God in judgment. Mm. And then they're going to be cast into the lake of fire and he calls that the second death. But I'm so thankful that mm. in the earlier part of chapter 20, in verse 6, he said, Blessed and holy are those that have part in the first resurrection on such the second death has no power, yeah. but they shall be a priest of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Mm. So hell is the holding place for the soul of mankind that left this earth unsaved, yeah. unprepared to meet God. As gory as that may sound, I've heard, oh, I've heard people say so much, well, He's a good, loving God and a powerful God, and I don't even believe there's a hell. Yeah. That's like saying I don't believe there's a Bible. Yeah, well, and I mean, most of the most there's there are several churches that are proclaimed to be churches 
of a true living God that believe there is no hell. Well, they're wrong because they the, are. the Bible teaches that totally and completely yeah. for the soul of mankind yeah. to be redeemed and saved by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we we when and it's on us because we we don't choose yes. the redemption that's so that's freely right. given to us. You know, God is a loving God, Rob, but He's going to carry the penalty of sin out. Yeah, I like your view on capital punishment. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, Whenever God carries the penalty of sin yeah. out, he's already given his word what's going to happen there. Yeah. And if you choose to die without Christ, he's just going to carry that penalty out. That's it's right. your choice. You brought it on yourself. That's right. And today he's your savior. But when you die, he'll be your judge. Yeah. After that is the judgment. Hebrews yeah. uh, uh, 9 begins to deal with that. Well, his first return was for our salvation, yes. but his second return will be with wrath. Yes. Right. You know, the second, coming of, second Christ coming of Christ is coming to bring wrath on this earth. But those that have been redeemed, those that have been redeemed by the presence of God mm -hmm. at death. Rob, I can't tell you how many hundred funerals I've done in my lifetime. And uh, I think you're probably close to a thousand. It's because you've done, you've at least done 500 since me and Tara's been married. <laughs> we do a lot of funerals. And uh, when I stand at the graveside or at the casket or whatever it is of someone that has died, and I know that I know that I know they're redeemed, mm -hmm. it's not a sad occasion. Yeah. Because I know that someday that body's going to rise from the dead. The soul and spirit's going to be renewed in that in that body, it'll be changed from a corruptible body to an incorruptible, from a mortal to an immortal, mm -hmm. and then we'll all rise to meet the Lord in the clouds and in the air. Yeah. So right now, those <clears throat> saints of God that have uh, left this earth are in the presence of God. Yeah, and there's no more, there's no more sickness in their body. There's no more, you know, not anything that they carried from this former life, they no longer have. But I, I know you've said in so far as the second death for the unsaved person, they carry the curses of this world yes. with them yes, they do. into eternity and into eternal uh, death. That's right. And that's the reason the Bible said in second Peter chapter three, verse 10, 11 and 12, he said, the heavens and the earth shall pass away with a fervent heat. Mm. And why is that? Because God is going to do away with everything that has ever been touched or tainted by sin. Mm. Everything. That's how much he hates it. He hates sin. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a new heaven and there'll be a new earth. And that new heaven, new earth will be without sin. You know, uh, several years ago when uh, Peggy and I were doing uh, prophecy te teaching at churches, I would always have the, a pastor to poll the congregation and uh, and email me their questions mm -hmm. where I could put them in chronological order and go teach what I felt like they did not know. Yeah. And uh, and I got this uh, uh, list of questioning from a pastor, and he he emphasized on this one question. This is from a fourteen year old boy, mm -hmm. and the fourteen year old boy in his question he gave an explanation as to why he's asking this question. He said. I've read in Second Peter that the heavens, plural, means all three of them. Mm -hmm. The heavens and the earth will pass away with a fervent heat. 
And he said, if the heavens and the earth are going to pass away, where will the saints of God be during that time? Mm. You see, sin started where God lives. The devil in his pride tried to overthrow God and God kicked him out of heaven. And we may cover that in a Bible study sometime as to why. Mm -hmm. And the scripture does give detail concerning that. But all the heavens and the earth, there's only one place that has never been tainted by sin, and that's the New Jerusalem. Is the New Jerusalem already built? It's already built. Mm -hmm. And it was built after Satan was kicked out. And actually, uh, John chapter 14, Jesus makes his statement beginning in verse 1 He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you so. But listen to this verse, verse 3. I go Mm -hmm. to prepare a place for you. Whenever the heavens is on fire and the earth is on fire and God is purging all of that, the the bodies of the lost Mm -hmm. have been resurrected. Hell has gave up the dead in them. Hell has been cast into the lake of fire in the new heaven and the new earth, which God will bring into existence. There will be nothing on that that was ever tainted by sin Mm. because sin had totally been removed. Even the dust of the bodies of the wicked Mm. dead will be removed from this earth and cast into the lake of fire. So another promise is being fulfilled there yeah now going back uh to to say something here because there's there's people that literally believe that the soul is asleep and and in the grave as well as the body but that's not soul mm-hmm. uh and, and and to prove that let me prove this real quickly with some scripture here i'm in first thessalonians chapter four beginning in verse number 13 And this is one of the best renditions. It's also in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 51. But let me read 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through the remainder of the chapter. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain shall not prevent them which are asleep. Listen to verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now go back to verse 14. Verse 14 said, those asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Mm. He cannot bring them with him if they're not with him. Yeah. So at death, the soul and the spirit goes into the presence of God, just like second Corinthians five and eight says, mm-hmm. just they go into the presence of God. But before the trumpet sounds, those that sleep in Jesus, the only thing that sleeps is the body because he talks about the live and remain. 
But verse 14, the dead, those asleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. They've got to be there yeah. in order for him to bring them with them. And then when the trumpet sounds, mm -hmm. we, the dead in Christ rise first, then which are alive and remain be caught up together mm -hmm. with them in the clouds meet the Lord in the air. Which proves that it's a physical place. Yes. Because um, some people believe heaven's just a spiritual place where your spirit and soul go and there is no, mm -hmm. no physical body. It's a... It's a place floating around, but the New Jerusalem has a physical geographical location. Yes. So, um, yeah, a lot of people, um, I know I've seen that that question before. Is heaven a physical place? Is it a, um, or is it just a place in the spirit spiritual realm? But it'll be spiritual and physical. Place. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, same same for hell or the lake of fire. Yes, it exists. Yes. And, and if it didn't exist, it would never be in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And when you start picking and choosing what you believe in the Word of God, you'll end up believing a lie. Yes. You can't pull out this part because it don't fit your theology mm -hmm. and take this part because it does, and you can't pull out a part over here because it doesn't fit culture. Mm -hmm. God wrote his Bible not for it to fit me, but for me to fit it. Yeah. And so... You, these truths are for us in the word of God. And the tragic thing about this is when you die, you're going to find out what's true and what's not. Yeah. But then it's going to be too late because it's appointed unto man once to die. And after this judgment, you die and find out that mm -hmm. that's just how it is. All that scripture is going to come to pass. Absolutely. So when you die, we are put on this earth to make our decision for Christ. You can live your whole life without him and do whatever you want to do, but you're going to die. And when mm. you do, you're going to stand before that kind of God. We get we get this one chance. We got that one chance. This one chance to do it right. But it's a lifetime Absolutely. for us on this earth to make it right and get it right with God. So uh, there will be a new heaven mm. and a new earth. For the first heaven and first earth was passed away. That's in Revelation chapter 21. Uh the first heaven and first earth was passed away and there was no more sea. Then there is a great description of the new heaven mm -hmm. and the new earth. And, you know, a lot of people don't even believe in the Old Testament, but one of the best renditions yeah. of the new heaven and earth is in Isaiah 65. Yeah. And it begins in verse number 17. He said, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth for the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Now I know there's people that talk about that's the millennial reign. There won't be a new Jerusalem until the new heaven and the new earth. But listen to verse 18, be glad and rejoice in her for which I create for behold, I create Jerusalem, mm -hmm. a rejoicing in her people with joy. But the next verse, two verses is where, people high center and they don't believe that. And I, I'm going to take a moment to explain that verse 19. He said, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the verse of crying. That's what revelation 21 says in verse number four, God will wipe tears out of our eyes and the, there'll be no more crying. So it, it, here's what he's talking about. Isaiah says the same thing, Revelation 21, but here's where people high, high center. 
For there will be no more thence infant of days, nor no man that hath not fulfilled his day. For the child shall die at a hundred years old, and the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. When they read about that, a child will die at a hundred years old. And they say, well, that can't be a new heaven and earth because there won't be no death there. You have to understand what he's talking about here. They calculated life in seven-year cycles. Mm -hmm. From the time a child was born till they were seven years old, they are a baby. They are, they got to be taught and taken care of. But from seven to 14, they're a child. From 14 to 21, they're a young adult. And it goes on up to 49 mm. and goes right down. So he said here that a child will die at 100 years old, which simply means this. Time is not going to matter. There is no time there. Yeah. But a child will die because they say when he reached seven years old, he died as a baby, resurrected as a child. Mm. 14, died as a child. You're talking about the Jews. Yes. This is how the Jews interpret Yes, how they interpreted life mm -hmm. then. And a child died and resurrected as a young adult. So there's a death and a resurrection at life change. Mm. And that's what he's talking about. A child would die at 100 years old. Now, Rob, that's ironic that he uses the word 100 years I was going to ask, why, why 100? Okay, there is um, three uh, types of generations that's spoken to us in the Word of God. And um, one of them is 40 years, another is 120, and another is 100 years. Mm -hmm. and, and we get that from Genesis chapter number 15 because... 100 years is the prophetic generation. Hmm. And that's found in Genesis chapter number 15 and verse number 13 and verse number 16. When God was speaking to Abraham and making him the promise that he's going to make him a father of many nations, and then he explained the nation he was going to make and their trauma. Hmm. And he said in verse 13, and he said unto Abraham, Nova surety, that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, which was Egypt, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Now keep that in mind. And verse 16, and in the fourth generation, they will come out, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet fulfilled. Four, fourth generation, four into, into 400 is 100 years. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the reason why Abraham was 100 years old before Isaac was born. Ishmael was conceived before Abraham was circumcised. That made him a child of the flesh. Yes. But Isaac was not born until one Abraham was 100 mm -hmm. years old. This is what that means. The generation of the flesh had been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And the promised child had been born that God would create a Hebrew people through, mm -hmm. through Isaac. So the hundred years is there for a reason. And you and I, our lifespan is expected to be 70 to 80 years. Mm -hmm. So what a promise there is in Isaiah 65 that just gives so much promise yeah. here to us from the word of God. And uh, so if you lose a baby, 
If you lose a child, there is no time there. And even if you lived your life out at 80 years old, and some live longer, but some don't, and you die and go into the presence of God, that child will still be a child. Hmm. That baby will still be a baby at 100 years old Hmm. because there's no time there. Wow, what a promise fulfilled of being able to see that child again in the state that it left here. In the state that the last time you hugged that child, the last time you helped that child, it will be in that same state when you get there. there. And I believe with everything I have, you'll be able to raise that child. Let let, let me just, uh, while I'm on this subject. And probably many others for all that's been aborted and. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. God don't lose anything. No. He just don't lose anything. Uh, I'm going to go over to Matthew chapter 19, and it's the story of um, the young ruler that came to Jesus, and um, he said, uh, what I got to do to have everlasting life? What I I, I want this thing you've got. And Jesus told him, keep the commandments. And you know the story. And the young ruler said, I've kept the commandments. And then Jesus nailed it down when he realized what his God was. His God was his wealth. He wasn't trying to make him a pauper. He was just trying to get rid of his God. He said, sell what you got, take up your cross, follow me, give it to the poor. Then he left, the rich young ruler just left sorrowful. And Peter is standing there. And verse 27, he said, we have forsaken everything to follow you. What are we going to get out of this? Hmm. He's talking about eternity here. Watch what Jesus said in verse 28. Verily I send to you that which you have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. You also will sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. But look in verse 29. This is for everybody else. He gave a promise to Peter, James, John, all the disciples there. You'll sit on 12 thrones. 12 matches the disciple, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. But verse 29, talk about everybody else that's forsaken houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, children, lands. For my name's sake, they will receive a hundredfold mm. and have everlasting life. What's God say? You lost a wife, she'll be restored, mm. a child be restored. I get this question a lot. Do you think there'll be family in heaven? And the answer is yes. When you start in the book of Genesis, reading the word of God, I challenge you to start underlining and write it down on a piece of paper. Every time this statement is made and God gathered them unto their people Mm -hmm. and God gathered them unto their people. Then when you get to the book of Deuteronomy, Chapter 32 and verse number 50, when God spoke to Moses, he said, and die in the mountain, whether you go up and be gathered unto your people as Aaron, your brother was gathered unto his people. Mm. And Moses and Aaron were brothers and God distinguished the family unit there, Mm. right there. Yes, there will be family in heaven. Why do we make a covenant with our yeah. wife or our husband. We make a covenant before God with them. And, and you know, an and, eternal, and, an eternal covenant. It, yeah. Everything is, 
God takes it to heart. God yeah. takes it real. Now, somebody may ask him, well, what about divorced people and all that? It has to do with a covenant that's made between husband and wife and God. Yeah. There, and, and I'm not going to get into that right now, but mm -hmm. there's just some good stuff for us in the word of God. But yeah. there will be family in heaven. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the family is that is in heaven is eternal. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 go back to verse no, uh, chapter sixty five. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask what, what or, or um, have you elaborate? Won't you give us an outline of what what it's gonna be like when okay. we're in heaven? What we're gonna do? Uh, what we get to partake in? Um, and just just go through that. All right. Uh, actually, that is uh, lined out for us. In verse 21 of Isaiah 65, and they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. Now, let me stop right here because many people are mixed up with something here. There will be a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. The new Jerusalem is des described as streets of gold, gates of pearl, walls of jasper. That's the new Jerusalem. The scripture said there'll be a new heaven and a new earth hmm. and the new Jerusalem will come down from God from above and sit down on the new earth and will connect the new heaven with the new earth hmm. because it's a 1500 mile square city and 1500 miles high and the connection there. But here we will inhabit this earth, the new earth, that God's going to make. And look what he said. And this is this is after everything. Yes. This is the, this the is end of end things. All. Yeah. This is this is life yeah. forever. It is. It's the new beginning. Mm -hmm. And he said, we'll build houses and inhabit them. We'll plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant another eat. What's that saying? Whatever you build, you will enjoy. How many times have you known people that worked all of their life they saved, they done without, they sacrificed for retirement. Yeah. And when they retired just a few months, they died. Mm -hmm. They never reap what they had saved for a good time in life. Well, this says they'll not build in another inhabit. Mm. And they won't plant in another eat. For as the days of the trees are, so are the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Mm. We're actually going to assume another life. Yeah. Where there's no sin, no sickness, no old age, no death. We're going to assume another life yeah. and live forever in the presence of God. And he said, verse 23, they shall not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And I love this, and their offspring with them. Hmm. That's family. Absolutely. That's family. So I, I know, not to get off subject, um, some people will want to know this question. Will there be re reproduction in heaven? No. No, there will not. Uh, let, let, me, let me touch on that. Uh, for a moment of time, when you're changed from a corruptible body to an incorruptible, from a mortal to an immortal body, we will not reproduce. Mm. And here's why. We would reproduce a generation that did know nothing about sin, nor the iniquity of sin, and it would open the door for another fall. You see, Satan was created in righteousness mm -hmm. and he failed to sin. 
you and I are born in sin and raised to righteousness. From darkness into marvelous. So there won't be another fall. Mm. Adam and Eve never reproduced until after the fall. Yeah. The fall, the fall, fall. And we talk about the fallen angels and all that. But when you read Matthew chapter 22, and when they gave this scenario to Jesus, a man had a wife and didn't have any children. She went through seven brothers and had no children at all. Mm -hmm. Whose wife would she be in the resurrection? Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered them and said, do you not err concerning the scripture that neither marry given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. Yeah. Not the fallen angels, but the angels of God in heaven. Which doesn't mean we will be angels, right? No. He said what he's talking about there. And people use that and say, well, there won't be family there. Yeah. They, they've missed the whole point. Yeah. They're wanting to know if we're going to reproduce yeah. in eternity. And the answer is no. no. The families that we have will be there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the we'll, children. will live as families. And I believe, Rob, I believe all the aborted babies yeah. Uh, God don't lose life. He yeah. just don't lose life. And families that go through this life that don't have any children, when they get there, they're going to be planted to go around. Yeah. But our our uh, our our knowledge is what because of what we known and what we've been saved from is yes. the keeping staying power from us. Another fall. Another fall like yeah. Satan had. So even the aborted babies will remember being torn limb from yes. limb. Yes. Yes. Uh, and murdered because of sin. The the consequence of sin. Yeah. The wages of sin is death. death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. So yes, we will assume another life. And and verse twenty four said it'll come to pass that before they call, I'll answer. And while they're yet speaking, I will hear. Mm. We'll travel at the speed of thought. Mm. Speed of light's awful fast. But yeah. he said while they're still talking, I'll answer. And and it'll come to pass that I'm going to hear them before they get through speaking. Yeah. And then in verse 25, he said, The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, mm. and the dust shall be the serpent's meat, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. Which means there'll be animals there. There'll be animals mm. there in this new heaven and new earth. Yeah. And there'll be no sin. There'll be no old age. There'll be no death. And we will be eternal mm. in the great presence of God. That sounds really good to me. It is good because we're going to assume another life. He just yeah. said here, we'll build houses and yeah, and plant I, vineyards. And, and that's an amazing thought because, and I know you've said this, and it's the same thought I had as a kid growing up in church is, uh, heaven don't sound too good the way people described it growing up. Uh, you know, all we're going to do is bow down and you, you would, you would say it this way. I'd be in a lot of trouble if I had to sit still and just bow down to God for eternity. Yes. But it's so much more than that. It is. It's so much more than uh, that. People that know me know I'm a very nervous person. Yeah. I'm a very nervous person and uh, it's difficult for me to sit, mm -hmm. just sit still for any length of time. I know yeah. when I was a kid growing up, uh, oh, I stayed in trouble all the time uh, because of, my nervous yeah and uh got a whipping almost every sunday night after church for not being steel would have got one sunday morning but i managed to go <laughs> home with somebody after church on sunday morning That's uh right. but when they would get up and preach we're going to bow down and worship god for a thousand years that terrorized me yeah same i'm thinking i ain't got a dog's chance no I'll get, but I'll when get i begin to fast. study the word of god 
our worship to the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be living with him. Yeah. Loving on him, visiting with him. Which is what he wants for us now. Yes. It's the what that is our worship now. Sometimes we get that mixed up of like it is this, it's our actual worship time and a worship service, but true worship is just your life lived openly before yes. a loving God and giving him everything and yes. surrendering to him. Right now our worship is spiritual. Mm-hmm. But when we get into the presence of God eternal, it will be physical. Mm. We will love him, see him. Our eyes will look on him. Yeah. Our hands will shake his hand, love his neck. Mm. We're going to live with him. And there'll be no sin. Yeah. There'll, the, you know, there'll, there'll be no... No uh, temptation. No temptation at all. And you yeah. know something, and, and we'll wind this down with this uh, from the scripture, from the word of God. And, and that is this, of, of how God describes to us uh, in 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 2. He said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we'll be like, but we know this. We'll be like him. When he appears, we'll be like him. And listen yeah. to this, we'll see him as he is. When that was written, it was describing Jesus as leaving here. Mm-hmm. at 33 years old. Mm-hmm. And I really believe, Rob, that's the eternal age right there. Mm. And children, it'll take them almost forever to reach that age mm-hmm. because there's no time there. He said a child would die at 100 years old. Yeah. So there's got to be some comparison there somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, But our eternal age will be 33 years old. And I look back on it now when I was 33 Years old, I had the strength of all the strength I needed, had a head full of hair, only mm-hmm. one chin, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, oh, it was a yeah. great age. Yeah, My body now is wearing down and wearing mm-hmm. out, but we'll be renewed like the youth of an eagle. That's in Psalms 103 yeah. that gives some insight there. But my, yeah. heaven is worth all we can give it on this life and, and before, prepare for it. And we, before we close it out, touch on this too, the, the, the church house in heaven. We'll still go to church, right? Well. Uh, or is that before? That's before. That's before, okay. Because in Revelation chapter number 21, or, or chapter 22 it is, uh, it gives some insight there. And it starts in 21, and it describes the new Jerusalem But in verse 22 of chapter 21 of Revelation, he said, I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb Mm. are the temple of it. So in the eternal, there won't be a church. And here's why. We will be living with him on a day-by-day basis. Mm. In one of our podcasts we've done, we talked about the importance of church and how the church started and what God told Moses mm-hmm. to do, and maybe sometime we'll do a bo- podcast on the church house in heaven. There is a church house in heaven that is described to us in the Word of God, and it's very plain. Yeah, and uh, maybe we'll cover that because it'll take a little time yeah. to cover that sometime. But heaven is worth it all. Yes, it's worth it all. Amen. Well, I feel better just well, hearing that. I'm I'm encouraged by it, and uh, we hope that you guys are too. Uh, Dino, why don't you pray us out? 
Father, I am so thankful today that we have the promise of everlasting life. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is so real and so good and powerful and that we can read it with understanding and know that your promises that you have given to us are eternal promises. God, we're so looking forward to living with you. We're so looking forward to being with you through the ages of time and eternity. But right now you told us to occupy until you come or till death calls us out of this life. Whichever way, we still get the promise of everlasting life. I pray, Lord, this Bible study will enlighten someone, bless someone, encourage them, and love them for the goodness of God, and for the pleasure of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, and I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining the podcast today. We hope that it encouraged you in a great way. We encourage you to go to Dean Caldwell Ministries page and like and follow. We will be posting videos, dates, and places, and updating our broadcast from time to time. Thank you for joining and have a great day.